With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Nationals reporter, Bill Latson. Bill, the big news of the week. I know the team's playing on, on the field and everything, but I think the Jonathan Papelbaum release kind of stood out as a headline, maybe an inevitability in some ways. Uh, he hadn't really been pitching much or pitching in high leverage spots since Mark Melanson was traded for. Um, and then he, I guess, requested that he be released, and now he's he's free. The Nationals let him go. At the end of the day, this almost seemed like they they needed that roster spot for something else. Well, they did need the roster spot. Uh, they needed Renato Lopez to be that fifth starter, and it looks like he is going to get another start at least. And he did a good, great job on Saturday. Uh, the thing about Papelbon, I want to correct something here. Papelbon was going to be designated for assignment. But uh, Pablo Bond's agent asked uh, for Pablo Bond to be released so he, so he can help him get a job quicker. When you designate for assign, assignment, it's going to take about 10 days to clear everything up. So um, he didn't ask for his release. It was going to happen because, you know, the last uh, five appearances, it wasn't very good. So um, it, it's a shame, though, because, you know, he had a 2.53 ERA on July 23rd, and then all of a sudden it went downhill after that. And uh, It's too bad it, it happened. He's not that bad of a guy, and um, we'll see where he ends up. That's good clarification, and I would think he's going to end up somewhere, Bill. I know he hasn't been great lately, but I also know that most teams think that they have the person who can maybe tweak something and, and fix a guy. And Papelbon, I think if you have a strong clubhouse, I think he can fit in nicely um, somewhere and and be somewhat effective in a role in the bullpen. I know he's not going to close anywhere, but it'll certainly be interesting um, to see what ends up going on with him. You mentioned Ronaldo Lopez, and he gets his first Major League victory in a solid outing, seven innings. He allows just the earned one earned run on five hits, only a couple of strikeouts. He's now one and one in three starts. Um, and maybe, I mean, we've done all this talk about Lucas Giolito, but maybe at this point in their two careers, is it fair to say, Bill, that maybe Lopez is a little more ready for the major leagues? Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, if you talk to people inside the Nationals organization, they won't come out publicly and say it. But Renato Lopez is far more ready than Giolito is right now. So, I mean, have you, you know, when you saw Giolito, I mean, the guy was getting hit hard. Um, you can say the same thing for Lopez, but Lopez – was able to get his act together on Saturday, and uh, he didn't strike out many people. He's known for the strikeouts, but, I mean, the bottom line is to get out, and uh, that was pretty good the way he was getting them. Yeah, he's got that high, hard fastball. I know I think it's rated 70 on the 20-80 to 80 scouting scale as far as our guys go. 
Um, he's the Nationals' number three prospect. Giolito, obviously, number one. But those prospect ratings are more about eventual upside than current right now. And right now, it seems like Lopez is a guy that can certainly contribute here at the major league level. Uh, that's the positive as far as pitching goes. The negative is not sure what's going on with Steven Strasburg right now, Bill. Definitely a downturn, and all pitchers hit these. But his last five starts... Uh, he's just two and three. The ERA over five. He's still piling up the strikeouts, though. So what what has kind of gone wrong here over this last month for Strasburg? Well, um, I want to talk about last uh, Friday, the, the game he lost. He was hit hard. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. It was hot. It was yeah. boiling hot. I don't see how Strasburg survived. If, if you watched him pitch, he was sweating profusely. I really believe he ran out of gas early in that game. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just going to say, hey, that's just one start. I'm not worried about him. He's still 15-3. and three. Um, I still think uh, when it's all said and done, he's going to have a great record. He's going to guide the Nationals into the postseason. So I'm not worried about it. Better to hit that little slide in, in early August than in late September or October, that's for sure. As far as the offense goes, Bill, when you look at this offense, some things are kind of starting to come together. I mean, obviously getting Bryce Harper back after he missed basically almost a full week is a nice addition. He had the stiff neck back in the lineup, uh, came through with a hit on Sunday. Um, That's key. And then Anthony Rendon is starting to hit, and I think there was some question if this would ever happen again. But since the All-Star break, uh, six homers from from Rendon. He's driven in 21 RBIs in his last 24 games. Mm-hmm. What's different about Anthony Rendon? Well, I think uh, the good news is he's back to his 2014 stats, and as far as the way he's hitting. I, I just think uh, it's uh, not putting a lot of pressure on himself. I think he's... Uh, back to being the guy we're used to seeing. And I think from this point on, I mean, I think he's going to be one of Dusty Baker's uh, clutch performers. I just think now, he's, you know, what's helping is he's going the other way. I mean, when he hits all over the field, that's when you know Anthony Rendon's in great shape. Uh, that's why he had the great season in 2014. When he pulls everything, that's going to be a problem. So, um, so far, so good with him. And it should, be, it should uh, continue when they're in Colorado. Yeah, that's a good place to go when you're starting to warm up, that's for sure. So Rendon being hot would be a huge lift for this team if he can keep it going. As far as Harper goes, missing the time, obviously, uh, five games, I almost feel like maybe he needed a little break, though. Could this be a a good thing in the long run that he was able to sit out for a little bit, maybe rest up? Obviously, he had the injury, but but to just take a step back for a few days? I think that's the way everyone's looking at this. I think everyone is looking at it as, Hey, he he needs a break. He was in a slump, a terrible slump. But you, you, but you know the thing that always bothers me when it comes to Bryce Harper is that whenever something goes wrong, there's always controversy. And you know, as you know, Tom Perducci wrote that story that Harper has a shoulder injury. And and you know what? I gotta say, Tom Perducci has a real great reputation. He doesn't lie. I mean, I believe someone told him that it was happening. I believe someone close to Harper told him that. I mean, why would Tom Verducci make that up? Right. So uh, we got to, um, you know, uh, wait and see the rest of the way that he's okay and uh, that he really doesn't have a shoulder problem. We have to wait and see. 
Yeah, they're certainly going to need him at some point here to be the guy that he was early on in the season. And the other guy that's been uh, just an ageless wonder here, Jason Wirth, one game shy of tying Ryan Zimmerman's club record for on-base streak. Uh, he's at 42 right now. Zimmerman went 43 straight games. And they've been big hits. There's been a little bit of everything, and there's the leadership. And and Jason Worth at a point in his career where I think most people would think it's kind of winding down for him, Bill. What a great run he's on. No question about it. You, you know, uh, I got to tell you, I have a nickname for him. I call him the king. <laughs> the reason I call him the king is because uh, he's a leader in that clubhouse. He's the reason the clubhouse has been really, really good to deal with uh, since he came in 2011. And, uh, I mean, the guy can really hit when he's near the top of the order. I've always been crying for that. And he should be there um, because, you know, he's not going to drive in 100. You know, he's always in the middle of the order. But I think he's best suited as a number one or number two guy because look at the on-base percentage. The on-base percentage is always high, and he's always helping the Nationals win games. Uh, I'm really – I can honestly say I'm proud to cover Jason Worth. The Nationals are entering a really key stretch here. They're into it now. 20 straight games, no off days. Uh, 13, though, of the next 17. They've already played three of those 20 games. 13 of the next 17, Bill, against the Braves, the Rockies, and the Phillies. Now, I know the Rockies have been playing better baseball as of late, although they were just swept by the Phillies. But those are three teams that you would think the Nationals can go out and, and beat up on a little bit. This is a nice key stretch to maybe put things away in the National League East. Oh, no question about it. Uh, let me tell you this, though. I've already, when I saw the schedule, I said the Nationals are, you know, could win this thing by the end of this 20-game stretch because they're playing just one team who's over 500, and that's the Orioles. And I don't think the Nationals can do it. I mean, no question. I mean, obviously, I agree with you. The Rockies are not going to be easy, but uh, I think, uh, you know, I think the Nationals can get it done. One more question for you, Bill. I know you got a chance to catch up with Daniel Murphy, uh, and and people can listen to that separate podcast on MLB.com Extras as well. Um, Looking through and and listening to it a little bit, I thought it was interesting, the, the importance of his impact on younger players. Bill, you talked to him a little bit about that, and the Nationals are seeing more and more younger players come up. We talked about Reynaldo Lopez, but obviously Trey Turner, uh, right. Giolito, we've seen it. Talk about that side of Daniel Murphy, because he's an MVP candidate on the field, but he's also getting things done in that clubhouse. There's no question. Now, let me tell you, it all started with Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker told us that he was uh, an extra coach. Uh, Daniel Murphy was an extra coach because the guy's always helping uh, someone in the batter's box, he's always uh, giving tips. I mean, I'll never forget early in the season, he was trying to do his best to help uh, Ben Revere. So, yes, he, he tries to help everybody on that team. And that seems to be his goal, is to be more of a teammate than he is an MVP. So um, that's the way he is. And, again, you can listen to that full podcast as well on MLB.com Extras, so definitely check it out. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition, along with Bill Latson. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.